You've got the music. You've got the desire. You've got the passion. We've got the knowledge. The musicpreneur.com podcast starts now. Hey, everybody. This is James Newcomb, and I want to take a minute to give a little bit of background on what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, earlier this week, I'm recording this on March 12th, 2021, and earlier this week, I sent an email to my newsletter subscribers, and it was basically the the purpose of the email was to say why I send emails so often. I send an email just about every day. I don't get it every day, uh, but that's the goal. So I sent this email the other day, basically saying this is my philosophy on email, and we're going to get into that a little bit once we bring in our guest, Nate Maingard. Uh, but he, <laughs> Nate actually just sent a reply to the email that I sent to my subscribers and said, hey, that was a great email. And this is something that I've been wrestling with is how often should I send emails because I know that it can be powerful for marketing and getting my name out there, but I also don't want to overdo it. You don't want to offend people or you don't want to turn them off. So, you know, he's he's struggling with, or he, I don't know if struggling is the right word, but he's just wrestling with that idea of what is the right amount, what is the right balance of sending emails. So we're going to talk a little bit about it. I want to let you know about our guest, Nate Maingard. We can find him at natemaingard.com. He describes himself as a troubadour. A troubadour is kind of a mid-east, uh, not mid-east, it's a medieval name for a traveling musician. And uh, that's what he is. He's uh, He's done rather well for himself. So let's bring on to the program Mr. Nate Maingard. Hello. Hey there. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you today? I'm doing fine. It's good to see you and good to hear from you. You as well. Thank you so much for reaching out and responding so positively. Well, thank you for responding so positively. I was, I was <laughs> sure. glad to, I was glad to hear that it was well received. You know what? We're just uh, we're just going to keep this nice and loose. I already recorded a little intro for you, gave your website and everything. Shameless plug, so that you don't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it's still natemaingard.com, right? That'll get you there. Where's it going to get you? That'll take you to my current website. It'll actually redirect to nate.live. Oh, which nate. Has been, uh, I know. I just thought it was like such a short URL. I couldn't resist it. Well, it's good that uh, you were like the first responder on that dot .live. Yeah, I thought so too. Because I'm sure that a lot of people, there's a lot of people named Nate that <laughs> probably want to get that. I think all the others were taken, but uh, yeah, anyway, I, I still wrestle. URLs, we, that's a whole other conversation we could have, but I, I'm, I'm like addicted to trying to find cool domain names. It's, it's an issue. <laughs> Can I tell you a story about domain names? Please do. I'm doing a little side project uh, called The Committed, and it's a podcast. It's going to be a blog, and I'm going to put it on my mobile app and everything. And um, it, it's just kind of the backstory is because like my wife and I, we were both committed to getting married and getting together because a lot, a lot of circumstances behind it. But I was looking at URLs for this project and thecommitted.com was $10,000. Wow. And then the-committed.com was domain and then a one-page website like privacy protection and it was $31 nice. for an entire year. 
Yeah, it's. I wonder. I still have a slight resistance to that, but I guess people don't type in URLs that often anymore. I always think as soon as I start adding hyphens, it's going to be harder to remember. But who who types in URLs really? I mean, it's yeah, not not many. And once pe- <laughs> once people get to know you, then yeah. they don't they don't care. Yeah, true. Then they're they're just going to listen to whatever you, whatever Nate says is my URL. That's where I'm going to go. Yeah. And then once you type it in once, you, in most cases you. That's it. It's saved in your browser. So, so the thing I'm wrestling with now is that so f- since the beginning of my career as a musician, which was now quite a long time ago, but I- I've been known as I actually for a long time, people knew me as Nate. My full name is Nathan. And then in the last few years, I've kind of been reclaiming the name Nathan. And so I actually have another URL, which is just Nathan.surf because I love to surf. And, uh, and I just think it's a, another great URL that I was inspired by someone who I listened to a blog where his, his URL is just kyle.surf. And, and so, and now I'm in this, this quandary where my brand name is Nate Maingard and I love it. It's a great, I, li- I like my name. It's a good nickname. My name is, is Nathan Maingard. Nate Maingard is great. And now I'm wrestling with like, do I just leave it alone or do I do this whole process of like rebranding just so that people can call me Nathan a bit more, which I enjoy, but I also enjoy Nate. It's anyway, that's a whole, another topic. I think once you get down to people that follow you and they like you, they don't care. You just have to educate people. That's true. That's true. I think if you stay consistent with one thing, then you'll be fine. But your true fans, they're going to gravitate to whatever you want. My, my, my audience, my community has been very lovely with all the wild and wacky things I've thrown their way over the years. So, Well, let's get down to the business at hand. Like you responded to the email that I sent and you, you, you just had, I guess you were just kind of wrestling with this idea of what is the right way to use email. You don't want to overdo it and you don't want to turn people off. I don't know what direction we're going to go, but I just want to hear where are you at right now? when it comes to using email to promote yourself? So I'm having a kind of almost a, it's it's hard to describe the kind of experience because, so I launched my Patreon page back in 2014. I was one of the, they had just been running for, I think just on a year. And so I was one of the very early kind of adopters of that. And for a long time, I was kind of averaging between 10 and 20 new patrons a month which is, I think, an, an impressive amount. I'm still impressed by it now. It certainly hasn't been like that for a long time. And then it kind of petered off. And for for a long time, I couldn't work out why it had been so active at one point and then why it petered off. And I, and I actually just forgot that there was this whole other piece that I'd been working on at the time, which was an email funnel based on a music marketing course um, uh, music marketing manifesto, which is by jo- John Ojako, and he's been doing this now for many years, uh, helping independent artists to create these kind. Of, what do you, I think direct to fan marketing, or, or yeah, so there's all these names. I don't really know what they are, but anyway, so so I had started doing that, and instead of at the end of this funnel that he had invited people to build, I instead of offering like an album for sale, I wasn't just inviting people to become patrons, and I now think I I just wasn't like managing measuring anything i didn't know i was doing so many things at the time i didn't know which things were or weren't having an effect or which things were or weren't working for people and so i kind of let that peter out and just didn't connect it to like why is why is everything else not working as well anymore which now in hindsight is just hilarious like i anyway so i'm now rebuilding this funnel i'm doing it and i'm doing it now the way that he sets up the course which is that i'm offering so basically running facebook ads um to reach the people who are going to get the most value hopefully out of what it is that I'm sharing 
and then bringing them into the story, sending them two or three emails that like they get the free download of some songs, they get on the mailing list. Then I send them two, two or three blog posts that's like, this is who I am, this is my story, this is some of the, this is why I do what I do, this is why I'm like dedicated to this music and these stories. And then offer them a, a, a sale of the album at a you know limited price or limited time discount or bonus, et cetera, et cetera. And then finally an upsell. And then, and then that kind of has the funnel, the whole, which I'm sure you're very familiar with. And so what I've been wrestling with, and I'm not really wrestling with it as much now because I'm really starting to understand the value, the, all I, the, it, it felt manipulative to me in, in a way, uh, initially. And, um, and I've always struggled. I don't want to manipulate people. I want sincerity. I'm my, my entire, my, all my music, everything I do is about sincerity and authenticity. So it's been a bit of a wrestle for me to kind of know how to deal with that. But then, and actually I, I've just been reading, I don't know if you know the book, uh, The Practice by Seth Godin. If it's a, I know, it's a of course, written. I know the name. I don't know if I've read the yeah. book though. Yeah, it's. I just have started reading it recently, and it's. I love the way he he speaks, and and he basically talks exactly about that at one point, and he says, if you're worried about manipulation, ask yourself the question: if the person takes the action I'm asking them to take, are they going to be better off because of it, or something like that? I'm paraphrasing. He doesn't say exactly those words. He says it better, but um, but when I read that, I was like, yeah. If I think if someone goes ahead and buys that album, and like comes deeper into the journey that I'm sharing that journey to me I know the response I know how much it's helped people I know how much it's supported and assisted people through depression or through loss or whatever their life has been going through that's been challenging I know that the music has has brought them healing and hope and help and so if I can operate from that place then it suddenly feels like I'll send as many emails as I need to send <laughs> for that to to give people as many opportunities as possible for them to have that experience and so that's been the, the, the mindset shift that I've had, even really since I spoke with you, because I've just been reading this book very recently. What's the, what's the fellow's name? Not Seth Godin. I know him, but what's the other guy's name? Oh, the Music Marketing Manifesto, yeah. of course. John Ojaka. John, o, John Ojaka. John Ojaka. Yeah, it's a, I still couldn't spell that surname for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Google it. Google something that sounds close to that. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's like O-S-C-Z-J-A. I mean, it's, yeah, no, I... Oh, I nice I, Polish name. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, okay, so let's talk. I want to talk about, what about the process? Like when you were, were thinking that this feels manipulative, what about it mm. felt manipulative to you? I suppose it's... There's the initial thing of like, here's three free downloads. But what I'm really saying is sign up to my mailing list. So that in a, a sense is kind of, but at this point, everyone knows if you're getting something free, what, you, what you're doing is giving your email and, and saying yes to, to a process, um, even if you choose to unsubscribe the next day. Uh, and then the second part is the, the time-based offer, because he said it's like very important to kind of let people know this is a thing that's available for a certain amount of time and then it's not available anymore. And I realized that when I think of myself as well, that really helps me to make a decision if I see something like that, because there's so much input coming in. Anyway, so that felt a bit manipulative initially. Yeah, I think I think I was also just stuck in a bit of a place of like, I need I need to make more money so that I can keep playing music as a career. And I was so focused on like the sort of scarcity mindset of like, I don't have enough, I need to get more. And so I was like, well, how can I get people to give me more money? And so it kind of makes sense that my mind was a bit like, well, now it felt manipulative to be like, how do I, and, and anyway, but what happened was because I have to write copy for these emails and for the landing page and the sales page, 
I went through years worth of old emails and testimonials and, and reviews that people have written that I had saved in like Evernote or Notion. And, and I just start, went through them all in a few days, really like taking out the key quotes. And it just like blew my mind how many positive things people have had to say over the years. And I just kind of forgot the value. I was so focused on like, why aren't I making enough money that I forgot that that's not what I have to focus on. But the, the thing I can focus on is actually the, the truth of this music and the truth of the value that it provides to people. And that's been such a relief and such a, as I said, a mindset shift. That is so common among musicians because musicians, artists in general, they're coming from a place of integrity. They, I, I think that artists and musicians are, uh, when it comes to the professional crafts, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know of a, a field that is uh, just more, more integrity-based. Just because, and, and I've heard this so many times, like you say, I feel like I'm just selling. But at the same time, if you come across as, I have to make money, well, you're going to come across as desperate. You, can, you come across as needy, and that just turns people off immediately. You, you hit the nail with the hammer. You said, people know what they're, what they're getting into. They, they, they're not, of course I'm giving three free songs, but they know they're joining my email. There's nothing deceptive about it. So I, I, it sounds to me like maybe there was just some wrestling with things that weren't there. Like you think you're deceiving any, somebody, but you're really, you're being very upfront about it. You, you know, they know exactly what they're doing. Totally. I think it had more to do in my case as well with, with and, and this is the, the imposter syndrome, which is such a, a thing that I've, I talk of wrestling, I've wrestled with so much over the years. And it was this sense of like, I got so separate from the result of, from, from witnessing the impact that it actually has that I, that I was like, well, it's, my music's probably not that great anyway. So why would anyone want to, like, why would, if I don't do all of this stuff to convince them that they should, why would they want to? And that was where my, where, where I was just completely misperceiving and, and forgetting really. And so having those testimonials down was actually such a lifesaver in a way to be able to go back and just read through and not just read through them like one or two every few weeks, but to read through like all of them within a space of three days. It's like really altered my neurology in a way, <laughs> kind of like there's no denying that this has massively impacted some people's lives and that it, that it deserves to do that for more people. You said something earlier that really hit home for me. You're sharing a message that you know is going to better people's lives. And I want, I was wondering if you could just expound on that just a little bit. Like you get people that you share your three songs or whatever, whatever your, your gift is, they give you your email address. And, and now you're kind of in the process of getting them to know, like, and trust you or not, or not like yeah. you <laughs> never trust yeah. you again. So I'm going to unsubscribe yeah. either way. It's a win. But uh, <laughs> what, what, what about your message and, you know, what, what about that getting people into your community that is going to make them better? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I mean, I, I think I recently did a, um, the Simon Sinek's Finding Your Why, which has been a, a great, I mean, I'm sure there are many different exercises that have similar results, but because I've always struggled to define, like, what's the whole thing? What is it that I'm... And I think that's part of my, as a, I'm highly creative, I'm constantly thinking of new things, but I struggle to nail anything down and define it and be like, this is the thing. And so I did this why. And so now uh, what I've got at this point is um, my why is to inspire authenticity so that people can feel, heal and grow. 
and that's be- that at its core, like that's it. So in everything that I share, whether intentional or not, and especially initially, it wasn't intentional because it's just me being me doing what I do. People kept coming back again and again, being like, I just love how authentic you are. Like it just brings me the sense of like, there's someone out there who's willing to step out and be courageously vulnerable and show all of themselves, whether they're happy or sad or everything in between or depressed or whatever it is. I can I know that there's someone out there doing that and it gives those people then the invitation to do more of that themselves and and I'm saying that because I've read those messages like I I know the result because initially I didn't really understand I just knew that it this is what felt real and important for me to share this way as being super honest like I, when I sing my songs I tell stories with them and I, those stories I tell are very vulnerable very honest very real the songs themselves I've I mean the songs to me are are just ways to to bring emotion and imagination together in someone's perception like just have this beautiful image rich feeling experience so that they can have whatever they need to have through that and it's just turned out that it's always around this sense of inspiration authenticity and and that through that process people feel more they heal more they grow more and and so that's what i'm here for that's awesome you know i while you're describing this i i just kind of have my my brain is spinning a little bit and I'm, I'm totally thinking out loud. I'm completely spitballing an idea here, but what <laughs> if you were to take these testimonials that you've collected over the years and instead of giving three free songs or maybe in addition to these free songs, you like give a, a, a collection of testimonials, like you craft a story and then so-and-so from Melbourne, Australia shares this testimonial and you have this, I don't know, 10, 15 page little pamphlet. This is this is the story. This is the experience of Nate Maingard. Nathan Maingard. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Either but, way uh, is fine. <laughs> but but the, like that's that's the you, that could be a way to get people on on board with what you're about right off the bat. Yeah, I mean I love I love that idea. I sincerely love it. And it's what I actually did um because obviously I have a landing page that when they, they click the, wherever it is on the internet, they click free downloads. And on the landing page, I have put a, a few testimonials. Two, two of them are actually from music blogs. And then one of them is from a person, which is one of the kind of defining tests. It's just so beautiful what she said and, and the healing that she experienced and the way she spoke it. And then what I have had the thought though, going through them all being like, I, this, I would just these need to like if someone wants to really understand it i can't say it as well as these people have said it like it and i've had the same thought of like i wish there was a way to just be like here if you want to know this is it like this is a shortcut to knowing exactly what you're going to get and i love that like maybe when they've downloaded the songs that part of that next email i send could just be like hey if you just want like a massive download of the impact this music can have in your life here's what like 20 other people have said about, have experienced through it or something. Yeah. I love that. It's a great idea. Hire voice actors. Have them, I mean, you <laughs> get the permission of uh, the people who have, who have written these testimonials, obviously, but yeah, just go on Fiverr, <laughs> find people to just, <laughs> just, just say it or ha- have them say it. Yeah. I was just, just thinking out loud here. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love those yeah. kind of things. Thank you. So um, how long is this, like, I guess you call it a, email sequence where you're getting people in your camp, so to speak. And how long does this opening sequence when people are getting to know you? So he, uh, John recommends the initial setup of, it's really actually shorter than I 
would have thought, but it's like 10 days. So his, his idea is around relationships and how when there's a new relationship that someone's enjoying, if that isn't kind of maintained, then it can quickly become kind of like, ah, oh, I remember that guy, but I, you know, I kind of lost touch or whatever it is. And so for him, and he says, he's like, you choose your time, start with 10 days. If you think you need it shorter or longer or whatever the thing is, do that. And then obviously it's just the first cycle because at that point, what we've really done is we've qualified the people who actually buy that digital album for say $10. It's not an expensive investment, but then at that point I know, and they know that we are kind of in we're, we're, we're in to vibe together for at least a certain some time. And then those people I can then, those are the ones I can prioritize and really share with when I'm releasing another album. Maybe I want to print a physical version of that album and I want to put their names on it, you know, and then I give them an opportunity to be a part of that through a crowdfunder or through Patreon, et cetera. And so it's like, yeah, it's, I hadn't really thought about it in that way before, but I realized that, and as he says in the course, like this is the opportunity to develop relationships that will last you a career of a lifetime. Like, it's not just, oh, quickly get them in the door and then that's it. It's like, no, these are the people who have the potential to journey with you all the way through your music career. And as someone who has, I mean, you know, the algorithms on social media, the way that they're constantly moving the goalposts and you have to post this many times a day and it has to be super engaging and there's all these kind of things. To have a, a sort of reliable way to develop a relationship with the actual people directly who get the value out of what I'm doing is, is priceless for me. So I first did it did the did it in 2014, and that's when I had just launched my Patreon, and I customized it, like I said, to end on a Patreon invitation rather than on an album sale. And I've just started working on it again a month ago, just just a few, even just two weeks ago. Um, and so I'm rebuilding the whole thing, and I'm doing it. I'm actually following it to the letter this time. I just want to do it the way he says to do it, and then test from that, and then make it my own from there. So once you're done with this opening sequence, how often do you think you'll email people after that? That is a really good question. And I mean, there's a part of me that kind of just doesn't even want to think about social media for a while and just focus on that list because I just feel like I love direct relationships. And I, I mean, uh, and it's like you were saying in your email, like you just email all the time and it, and it's like, if people want to get into it, they can get into it. If they don't, they don't have to. And it, and, and I, I don't know, that was quite a liberating thought to me of like it's kind of like it doesn't actually it's not about do it this much or this little it's about finding what works for me and for my community so i guess that would be the answer is like i would ideally want to be sending out at least once a week initially um to really kind of just keep the conversation going and keep us all on on the page on the same page and then see how it goes i, I don't really have a plan for it yet if i could name drop here uh, someone that has influenced me a lot with email marketing is uh, Ben Settle. And it's just Ben, then Settle, S-E-T-T-L-E, just bensettle.com. Ben has a very unique uh, approach to email. And he has influenced my thinking probably more than anyone else when it comes to using email. And uh, basically what Ben Settle will say is, if, if people go on Facebook, you, you go on Facebook and people are posting all the time. They'll post five, six times on Facebook. And it's just like, the most natural thing in the world. And once, and once you see what these people are posting, well, you expect it. They're, oh, they're posting about how I don't like Donald Trump. They're posting about how I do like Donald Trump. Uh, they're posting about how I could care less about Donald Trump. You know what they're saying and you don't think anything of it. And when you're approached with email is you're just building 
or you're just kind of maintaining or just you're just letting people know this is what I'm up to. You kind of treat it like social media. You, uh, but I've seen a lot of people struggle with that. Well, email is different from social media because it's marketing and I have to, I'm always trying to sell something and, you know, I have to have a call to action. Well, you don't, you don't have to, but that's at the same time, if you have something that you know is going to make someone's life better, you kind of owe it to them to let them know about it. Like you're solving a problem that they have. And so why not? As long as you're not sales, salesy and needy and trying to overdo it, there, there's nothing wrong with, and especially if people are expecting it, do it. Just do it the right way and not, not be needy and trying to, trying to always, like, you always have your hand out with some hard, hard sales pitch. So uh it takes a while to get used to Ben Suttle. If you're so, if you're going to Google him and look him up, just give it a minute. He's going to come across as a little bit abrasive at times, but uh, I'm, I'm glad that I stuck with it. So, um, wow, well, Nate, this has been really, this has been really great, and uh, we're running a little short on time here, and I've got to get going myself. And I'm sure that you're busy getting your Patreon account uh, ready for your subscribers, but. Uh, uh, is there anything else that you want to share before we sign off? Well, first of all, just thank you again. I really appreciate it. And yeah, it's been a, a really fun conversation. And then I guess what I would love to see more of, what I'm excited for more of is more authenticity in the world, is that whoever, whatever any of us are doing, if we can just remember that the realness is what we all need, like that that's the place to treat as the foundation. Is this sincere? Is this authentic? Is this the thing that is my value that I can share with the world that will bring value into other people's lives sincerely, then I think that that's such a beautiful way to change the world for the better. And, and that's what I'm definitely working on. And, and yeah, thank you so much again. Yeah, man. Well said. So it's a Nate, Nate dot live. Did you get, did you buy Nathan dot live? I didn't. It was taken, <laughs> I think. <laughs> All right. Well, you're committed to Nate dot live then. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. I like it. Visit musicpreneur.com for more podcasts and access to the exclusive Musicpreneur mobile app that contains content not available anywhere else on the web. That's musicpreneur.com. Thanks for listening.